I guess we're ready. Love Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. You think you know me? Hello, everybody, and welcome back again. It's Monday night. Uh, as you hear, I don't have any music in the background uh, this time. That I do, but not 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 music that I'm not voluntarily playing. Uh, in the studio here tonight, it's a snow day, all the bars, all the other jobs I'm doing are, uh, you know, close to the, we're supposed to be getting up upwards of two feet of snow, so, you know, Icon knows how, how that feels. Uh, as you guys are listening, uh, I have Edge's music playing in the background, and there's a reason for that, and we'll get into that, uh, in the second hour of the show, uh, depending on our third guest, but for those of you who watched the Royal Rumble last night, uh, obviously, you'll you'll know why I'm uh, why I'm playing that little that that little ditty right there in the background. So, uh, you guys, you've you've been very very helpful the last couple of weeks when I haven't been able to be on all the time uh, with doing multiple jobs and things. So I want to thank you guys for that. Uh, we've had some great shows, some great interviews and things. Uh, and I kind of have a big announcement uh, in terms of, of our booking and our guests coming up in the future. So uh, I can uh, – we were going to wait a little bit, but why don't you, why don't you um, let them know now since I kind of uh, kind of spoiled that. Well, well, here's the thing. Uh, uh, for all the fans that think that uh, COVID sucks, you are right. But for it those does. of you who think that uh, COVID is going to make us go away – you are wrong. We are now officially booked up for the 2021 broadcasting season. That is, um, let's see, what do we have? Um, uh, just let me look here real quick. Um, let's see. 52, 51, 50, 49, 48, 47 weeks left of new material for the rest of this year. And uh, we are already starting to kick off booking in 2022. So uh, for those of you who thought that COVID might make us go away or force us off the air or whatever, 
you are sorely mistaken because Granny Hulkster, Big Swing, and the Icon are sticking right here with you to entertain you every single Monday night from now until the foreseeable future. Well, you know, radio is one of those things. Radio is one of those things that hasn't uh, really been affected by COVID, which is good. Uh, you know, radio, radio jobs, people in radio are are very, very happy. Uh, you know, because they don't have to wear the mask, they don't have to do any of that. They don't, you know, it, it, it's it's whatever. So they've been they've been happy about that. Um, people in the restaurant business, even on the TV business, though, are not very happy simply because of um, you know. The, have to wear a mask all the time and six feet apart and all that. But here on radio, I've been having my show. Oh, well, why I keep yawning though? Wow. Um, is is I've been having my show pretty consistently uh, every day since this started. So, um, you know, I'm totally fine with that in, in that regard. So, uh, now, now, Granny, how how are you been? Uh, how's the weather like out there for you here in, in February? And uh, it's a big week for you now. Back to back Super Bowls coming up. Yeah, well, we haven't had a lot of snow. We've had some rain, cooler temperatures, you know. I mean, we've had, you know, dustings of snow, but nothing nothing like what you all have, obviously. But, um, yeah, I'm ready for Sunday. And all I got to say for anybody that might be listening to this podcast that knows Granny personally, if you try to call me Sunday, it better be an emergency because I'm going to be glued to my television <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, she we're, waited, we're, what, what was it, 50, uh, 50 however many years 50, to win okay, the first last one? Year, last year when we won the Super Bowl against San Francisco, it was 50 years since we had been in the Super Bowl. The first Super Bowl that they were in was against Green Bay. So it was 50 years yep. when we won the Super Bowl last year. And now you got back-to-back chance. Yep, and I really hope they stomp all over Tom Brady and those Buccaneers. I'm not so much – I don't care about Tampa Bay so much. I'm just not a Brady fan. I never have been when he played for the Patriots. I couldn't stand him then. Don't really like him now. Mm. I don't like him, but, you know, I I just – I want to see my Chiefs – I want to see my Chiefs win. I really do. Well, you know, see, now, here's the deal. Uh, We got our first guest calling in in about six minutes, but here's the thing, you know, Usually, big swingers say, "Well, you know, Tom Brady—he's been such a stand-up guy, and he's been such a nice guy, and you know, he always says that when he uh, calls in on defense of uh, Drew Brees when I run him down. So, what's the difference?" Can, hmm. can you, I don't know. Can you I answer don't know. that question? No, big swing just likes big swing just likes to irritate me with that little sound effect. How about them Raiders or no, touchdown Raiders or whatever? Raiders, you know? yeah. yeah, I can't actually find Raiders. it right now. That's what I was looking for. Well, but, that's okay. Uh, but... You don't need to find it, Swing. <laughs> you, you can you can pass on that. Thank you very much. <laughs> All righty. Well, hopefully, you know, if if the Chiefs do win. Uh, it's going to be a um, a pretty celebratory show here next Monday. Uh, even if the Chiefs lose, we're still going to have a great show. I think Granny will still be, you know, happy with their season and their progress and their accomplishments and things like that. So, um, you know, it, it's not like the Cowboys. Well, like I tell everybody I know, like I tell everybody I know, and I've even posted this on my Facebook page, 
win or lose, I will always support my Chiefs. I mean, I, I'm not one of these people that gripe and complain about what they're doing, what they're not doing. I mean, you know, when they took Patrick Mahomes out of the game and they put Chad Henney in, you know, to finish the game, so many people were so upset about that. But, I mean, and they were so upset that the last game against the Chargers that they had all their second and third string guys playing. Come on, people. They were letting their starters rest because, I mean, sure, yeah, we lost against the Chargers, but that was that game was not a must-win. If it was a must-win situation, yes, Andy Reid would have had his best players in that game. But we had already wrapped up the division. We had already clinched the division. We had already clinched the number one seed. We already had home field advantage for the playoffs. That game against the Chargers, okay, it wasn't a big deal that we lost that, and we didn't lose by that much. But come on, people, if you're a if you're a true fan of your team, mm. no matter who it is, don't sit there and gripe about what the coaching staff is doing. They know what they're doing, you know, well, and it's I'm not all fan. about. And Especially it's not Andy all Reed. about one team. It's not all about one player on that team. A team is a whole team. It takes everybody to make that team work, you know. And I get so tired, sportscasters, oh, well, so-and-so did this, so-and-so. I mean, they're talking about one player. Come on, people. I mean, there is no I in the word team. It's T-E-A-M, and it takes everybody to make it work. I've never been a fan of second-guessing a coach. I've never been a fan of that. You know, no, anybody, I hear you. And, and anybody that listens to uh, the the Bison football show knows that to be true. I don't second guess. I may ask why they decided to do that, but I'm not going to second guess your decision. I've never been that kind of guy. Ever. The, the thing that sucks about about that is I'm not a big fan of second guessing coaches either. The only the only unfortunate thing about that is that my owner is, uh, and you know obviously for those of you who know I'm referencing the Cowboys and Jimmy Johnson winning back to back Super Bowls and getting fired, uh, so that's that's what I'm what I'm I'm referencing here as well as obviously Tom Landry being one of the most successful coaches in history getting fired bringing in Bill Parcells taking the playoffs getting fired it's just one of those things where um, you know it's kind of a topic for me where I'm not going to second guess what the coach is doing, but, uh, you know, obviously my, my owner of my, my team is, and um, sometimes that, that, that has hurt us more than it's helped us uh, for sure. So, um, but yeah, so we should have this, this other, um, or I mean, excuse me, not this other, our first guest rather calling in um, pretty soon here. And uh, we can, we can get, get it crack a lack in here. We, we're supposed to have three, but again, yeah. uh, Icon, you yeah. that the third one is not a hundred hundred percent confirmed yet, right? Well, well, they're they're in the UK, so uh, uh, so it's way way different with timing. So it's it's like super early in the morning over there. So yeah, big uh, uh, big time difference there. Um, well, the current time in the UK right now it's it's three o'clock in the morning. By the time, I mean, there's a third guest. By the time we get to them, it's going to be four o'clock in the morning over there. So uh, sure. it's going to be 
it's going to be tough. But, I mean, again, we'll, but, we'll, know, see. we'll see what happens. You know, it's interesting, though, uh, not not to brag, but it's interesting though how uh, pop. I mean, I mean, we we have our we have our listeners here in the states, but it's amazing how popular we are in other parts of the world. You know, uh, the the big thing that surprised me is we have fifty loyal listeners in Vietnam. Mm. So. <laughs> uh, you know, it's 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 interesting, isn't it? Um, you know, and uh, I like the fact that uh, you know we're we're, we're uh, as the American Dream, Dusty Rose, you say we're going global with this, baby, and you cannot stop us, baby, because we're going global with this. You know. <laughs> I mean, hey, I owe Icon an apology for last week, Big Swing. Um, our third guest. I had a phone call come up in the middle of the interview, and that's why I had to oh. step away, um, Icon, and I couldn't get back on in time. So I do apologize to you. You handled the interview quite nicely, as always, you know. So I, I do apologize to our listeners and our, our third caller last week. So I do apologize that that happened. So I, I was I wasn't even there for most of the interviews. I uh, you know I was I was doing triple duty. So. <laughs> It was pretty much that the third guest was pretty much a icon one man show here, but you know, well, which was you know, in the hey, there's one thing though we got we got a couple minutes and be looking for five eight seven area code uh, for our guest. All right. Uh, but uh, you guys, you guys got to help me clear something up right now. Uh, you know, oh boy, it's it's no mystery who gets the guest for the show. It's me. Okay, now. A lot of people uh, have, you know, sent me messages on social media, generally Facebook uh, messengers saying, you know, how dare you uh, have adult stars and stuff on with, with Granny Hulkster as your co-host? How dare you do that? Now, Granny, maybe you can clear that up. It, whether you have an issue with that or you don't, you can help clear that up. Okay, you know, guys, I mean, yes, you know, the adult stars that you do have on, yes, are women. And you know what, fans, if that's what, I, you know, this is not Granny's show. This is Icon and Big Swing. I mean, yes, I help out. Yes, I'm a co-host. If they want to have an adult star on for whatever reason, this is their show. I don't get offended. Well, the, the really the only time it's your show is if you have a member of Harlan Heat on with us. Hmm. Well, I don't get offended, fans, because, you know, and no, I may not always ask the adult stars any questions. You know, I let Icon or Big Swing or both of them handle that interview. And that's fine because I don't know really <clears> – <throat> I don't know what to ask, you know, really, because with me being a female, you know, and and that's fine, you know, fans. It, it you know, please don't be a fit. Don't think that I'm being offended because I'm not. Now there might be some time that Icon might be able to get a male adult star on just for Granny, and that's fine. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I'm okay with that. You know, I mean. 
I've had plenty of male actors on that I am very familiar with, that I, I knew who they were, and I was very happy with that, you know, and that's okay. I mean, I don't get offended. Grant, it takes a lot to piss Granny off and to make me mad, but an adult star, that's not going to piss me off. Now, you give somebody like Sylvester J. Fox, and if you're listening, Sylvester J. Fox, which I hope you are, which I hope Probably you are, is. sir, you know, you have not hardly accepted any of Granny's challenges. You know, I went to a wrestling show last night in Springdale, Arkansas. It was our purge of it for WCWA. Granny was on the front row, like always. I had this guy come out from Dallas, Texas. His name was Christian Mox. He was a newcomer. He made his debut last night. He thought he was like a football jock. He looked like a freaking football player. Well, needless to say, we got the Woo Pig Suey chant going. He didn't like that because he's a Longhorns fan, and we're like, yeah. and I'm standing up down with the Longhorns, hey, hey you guys, know. And our, our, our first guest is oh. on, so we uh, we should go to them. Then we can. We'll continue up, this uh, conversation with... later, fans. Sure. Sylvester so J. Fox. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to hear the end of that though, um, just because I it's always a new and always a new story with Granny and listening to her give crap to the heels. I definitely want to hear about so. Yes, the 587 number icon is on the province of Alberta. Uh, so I will put them through and you do your thing. Canadian caller. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. The guy that gives Canadian wrestling the whole new meaning of kick ass. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you John Martin. Hey everyone, this is Headline Sean Martins, and you're listening to Attitude Era Live with your host, the icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. How are you? How are you, kind sir? Thank you for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. Oh, no, I'm I'm doing absolutely great. How are you guys tonight? Good. We have Sean again here. We have 27 minutes. Here's what we're gonna do: we'll have you give us a little background about yourself, and then I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable. Then we'll come back to me and ask you the tough questions. Yeah, that sounds absolutely great. Uh, wow, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, I broke into the business early 2000s with uh, Bad News Allen and Rick Bogner, the fake Razor Ramon. They were my original trainers. I wrestled for three or four years until I had a fairly serious injury and I started adulthood. I had a couple of kids. And I went back to wrestling school after that and trained with Phil LaFon, and I've been wrestling strongly since then. Very solid last six years. Uh, I, I don't know where else to go. Well, you guys asked me some questions. I'm much better well, if you guys asked me we'll, Yeah, we'll fill that in. And, uh, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, you rec- uh, mentioned Rick Bogner. Uh, you know, he was, uh, he was a guest on our show, and, uh, you know, we lost him way too soon. Uh, he passed Absolutely. away uh, three weeks after we had him on our show. And, um uh, I uh, I'm trying not to get emotional here, but I'll tell you what he was he was one hell of a guy, and uh, I, I I miss Rick, great guy. Yeah, yeah, Rick was a hell of a guy. We all miss him. 
So yeah, we have um, we have our good buddy here. We have Sean Martins. We have twenty six minutes. So now tell us um, with your wrestling style, are you uh, do you have the high flyer like a Rey Mysterio? Are you a technical like Bret Hart? Are you the ass kicker like Stone Cold Steve Austin? I'd like to. It, it, that's a really tough question. The, like, being humble, I'd like to say it's more of a combination between a Bret Hart and a Steve Austin. There, there's a lot of Smash Mouth in there, but there's a lot of technical wrestling as well. And uh, would you, um, uh, in your time in the business, uh, you know, you've had a chance to rack up some titles, have you not? Yeah, I've won a couple of titles. And are you a current title holder right now? Yeah, I am, actually. I am the longest reigning high-impact wrestling Grand Canada champion, which is ironically representing Canadian wrestling's elite. Uh, early last year, in January of 2020, high-impact wrestling announced that they were going out of business, and Canadian wrestling elite took over all of their operations and absorbed their titles. And in March, I beat the former owner of high-impact wrestling, King Cash, for the Grand Canadian Championship, and I've defended it at least four times every month since then, all throughout COVID, and I am the longest reigning and the most defended high-impact wrestling Grand Canada Champion of all time. I'm also the current RCW Tag Team Champion with my tag team partner, Dynamic Dean Richter. Um, Sean, Martin, Sean Martins is our guest here. We got uh, 20 minutes. Um, I'm going to ask you for a favor. I'm going to say that till the end. Uh, but uh, my next question, when you're wrestling, are you considered yourself more of a, a baby face, a heel, an in-betweeny, or are you more of a what the crowd thinks you're going to be? Uh, I'm definitely – I I would say that I'm more of a what the crowd says I'm going to be. However, the crowd doesn't seem to like me very much. So maybe that makes me a heel. Well, with that being said, this is going to be, this is gonna be Go fun, boys. This is going to be absolutely fun. Well, this you're is just going on there, sir. man. I'm not in the male adult star, star or anything. You don't need to get that excited. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying this is going to be fun for me because I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a fan, but Granny does not like the heels, and I could talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I have to. So right. sounds we'll like see. I'd have we'll a lot see. of fun. I sounds like I'd have a lot of fun talking smack to you at a wrestling show, you know, because I was at one last night and I had quite the entertaining night last night. But I guess one of my questions to you, sir, is what has been one of your most challenging matches, and who was it against? Oh, that, that, that's a really good question. I would say probably one of my <laughs> most challenging matches was last year on the last CWE tour that went across, we had Juventud Guerrera as our headliner for all 38 dates. And in my hometown where I grew up of Red Deer, Alberta, I actually wrestled Juventud. And that was probably the most challenging match that I had, just trying to keep up to the juicy one. Yeah. Uh, I had the opportunity to get to meet Juventud Guerrero back in 2019 at WCWA in Fayetteville, Arkansas, during Bikes, Blues, and Barbecue at Rumble Road. Really awesome guy, awesome guy. My family and I really enjoyed getting to meet him. So my next question to you is, 
if you had a chance to have a dream match, whether and it could be somebody present, it could be somebody from the past, or, or you know, if you had a chance to have any kind of dream match, who would you want it to be against and why? Oh, that, that's an easy one for me. My absolute dream match would be against Nick Bockwinkle because I don't think there would ever be a night that I could go out there with Nick Bockwinkle and not learn something. Nick Bockwinkle awesome. is just so greatly underestimated in just what he meant to this business and how great he was. Yes, that's true. That's awesome. Awesome answers. Uh, Sean Martins is our guest here. We have uh, 21 minutes. Uh, let's bring in Big Swing. Uh, he's been absent with the questions the last couple weeks. What do you got for our guest? Go ahead. Well, basically, I'm just curious. You, you mentioned, you know, you've been wrestling hard, uh, you know, the past couple of years and things after, uh, you know, adulting, as you said, uh, you know, have, having some kids and whatnot. But kind of take us through your story. How did you get involved in wrestling? How did you decide that this is something that you wanted to do? Uh, and and who did you did you have any influences any people you looked up to you know as a kid growing up that you wanted to be like or I mean because wrestling's not something you know a lot of people get into so just kind of curious as to how you got to where you were at. Oh yeah, man, that that's a great question actually. So my love affair with professional wrestling started when I was five years old. I saw my very first match, and a lot of people can't remember the first match they saw, but. I saw Hulk Hogan and King Kong Bundy. I don't remember exactly when and where. I think it was just a Saturday night's main event. But from that moment on, I was hooked. I wasn't quite sure that I wanted to become a professional wrestler yet, though. It wasn't until Survivor Series of 1996, Shawn Michaels and Razor, or not Razor, Shawn Michaels and Sid Vicious. And the outcome of that match made me decide that I wanted to be a professional wrestler, and I just pursued it ever since. Awesome. Uh, no, what's crazy is I remember. I, well, I, I mean, I remember. Um, it, it wasn't necessarily a match that that did it for me. I'm up here in the Albany, New York area, and I remember being. Let me think. Ninety nine. I was eleven, so I was an eleven year old kid. And here in the Times Union Center, the Pepsi Arena, as we call it now. Uh, now oh, excuse me, Times Union Center now, Pepsi Arena back then. Um, was when Stone Cold did the, the the beer bath on the corporation. I was I was there as a kid live and remember seeing that and that's what kind of hooked me. So um, when you I went a different way. I went into broadcasting because obviously Jr. was you know Jr. was like idol as a kid. Uh, Jim Ross, but um, growing up, so you were you were always a, a WWE kid or were you WCW or kind of did you watch everything or uh, you know who who was your favorite? See, that's, that's, that's a good question, because as a kid growing up, yeah, it was all about the WWF. Um, okay. I thought the WCW stuff was, was complete garbage, in my opinion, as a kid. And now, as an adult and as a professional, I think it's completely the opposite way. I find myself gravitating more towards the old NWA and WCW stuff and Tony Schiavone's commentary, which I couldn't stand as a kid, than I do the WWF stuff. I, I think it's just okay. the different demographic that product tries to reach towards, right? Well, yeah, nowadays, nowadays it's definitely, you know, tailored more towards kids. Um, but, I mean, from back then, see, I was always 
I was always different because my aunt had a place in Clearwater, Florida. She knows or still still knows, but hasn't talked to him in a while, but knew uh, Hulk Hogan personally living down there in, in Clearwater. So um, I was always a kid growing up knowing Hulk, having met Hulk from a young age, this and that. So I always grew up, you know, with Hulk Hogan, Hulkamania stuff on and all this and NWO shirts and all that. And, and my, my friends always had, you know, uh, DX and 316 shirts and stuff. So I used to, uh, I used to come home from school, do my homework, watch Nitro and pop in the VHS tape and record raw, tell none of my friends to spoil it. And then the next day I'd get home and, and watch my, uh, do my homework, whatever, and watch raw on tape the next night and erase it and do it again the next week. So that, that's kind of, uh, it's kind of interesting how, um, you know, it, you kind of hated one, but now you have an appreciation for it. Because I hated Shivani. I didn't think Shivani was good, but I liked some of the wrestlers. And I loved JR. But now I kind of like both of them. And it's, yeah, so it's funny how, how age changes it. Yeah, I, I very much feel the same way with the commentators. But but you were, uh, you were a Jim Ross fan. Are you still a JR fan, or are you not as wild about him anymore? Oh, no, I'm still a Jim Ross fan, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Absolutely. You just didn't uh, like Shivani, now you do. Okay, gotcha. Sean Martin's our guest here. We got about sixteen minutes. Well, I'll tell you what, Sean. We're going to go a little. Uh, we're going to go a little deeper uh, in the uh, conversation here. Uh, we'll touch on okay. one thing here real quick. We won't spend too much time on it, but uh, then I'm going to ask you the the tougher questions. Um. So, uh, you know, COVID, we all know, sucks. So I'm just kind of curious, how has it impacted your career? Have you had to blank your calendar out to a certain point? Uh, have you had matches postponed that will be rescheduled, just canceled? What has COVID done for your to impact your career? Oh, man, that's, that's a good question. So ironically, throughout the majority of 2020, COVID really didn't affect my career too much. We were able to keep running in the provinces of Manitoba and Alberta pretty solid throughout the entire 2020 season. Coming into 2021 now, I've been at a complete standstill. I don't think I've been in a wrestling ring since mid-November because you can't get across the border and there's no promotions running anywhere in Canada. Do you think Canada's a little bit stricter with their COVID-19 stuff than we are down here in the States? or 130%. Okay. Huh. That's also probably why you guys almost have this thing kicked, and we're still we're still a shit show down here. So that's probably why. <laughs> but well, you know, with that being said, with, with that being said, here here comes the favor to ask, and I'm going to ask you the, the tough question. If I could get you down here to North Dakota, uh, in Fargo, to uh, run for the promotion that's in my hometown here. Uh, so I can have you uh, take out uh, Sylvester J. Fox and his cronies, uh, and I'd be in your corner for that. Uh, what would that take? A phone call. There you go, and I have your number. So, uh, and I can get uh, I can get your hotel uh, accommodations all taken care of. I work for a hotel. Uh, I believe their next show is in April. So I will uh, keep you posted on that. I want. Yeah, but hopefully to, by uh, April, all this stuff is is over with. Hopefully, or at least yeah, close. Yeah, my, my goal that is that they, open April, I'm there. Right. Well, yeah. See, the deal is my goal is to get a wrestler down here that I can get in this promotion, 
uh, we'll, we'll we'll discuss that off here because uh, uh, Sylvester Dave Fox and his buddies might be listening. So uh, we'll, we'll yeah. talk about that off here. I don't want to give away too many of the secrets, but here's the question I'm going to put to you. I ask all independent wrestlers that we've had on the same question. No one has ever answered the same way, so I'm going to put it to you. Two-part question. Let's say that you're at an event, and uh, like an official from AEW or WWE uh, sees your match, and they contact you after the show and say, hey, uh, you know, you should come try out with us. Two-part question. One, is that something you'd want to do? Because we know that you got the drive to do it to get that big-time contract. And if you get that contract... Would you still talk to us and not big time us and still be our buddy? Well, first of all, yeah, I would absolutely do anything I could in order to get that contract. I, I would, that's without question. And second, I am the kind of guy that I would still be your buddy. I wouldn't big time you. There you go. And it's recorded. So no, I'm kidding. Because uh, uh, the reason why I asked that is uh, we have a gal on Big Swing. <laughs> yeah, and, and Big Swing, you can uh, fill in who I'm speaking of. Uh we were her first interview ever, and I asked her the same question, and I get a yes. call from Big Swing saying, oh, my God, she's on AEW. Big yeah, it was uh, actually Kenzie Page, who uh, we were – she was 19 years – well, actually, she was younger at the time. She was like 17 years old or something. Uh, we were her first ever interview. She had only ever, you know, talked to her, her dad's friends. She never really talked to anybody on radio. We were her first ever interview. I kind of asked her the exact same question he just asked you in the same exact way. And uh, she was like, yeah, you know, of course, I, I, you know, you guys are my first interview. Of course, I'd be your friend, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, y- you know, we, we weren't necessarily thinking at, at her age that she was going to blow up and take off, you know, right away. Uh, and then I was watching uh, AEW, and all of a sudden, I'm like, Icon. I was like, didn't we talk to this girl? He's like, yeah, I think we did. And I was like, yo, turn on the TV. And there she was. And we had, we had talked to her. We were her first ever interview. And here she was on national television, you know, debuting. So, uh, it, was, it was it was pretty cool, and you know we've talked to her since, and we've you know we're still friends with her, so it's yeah, oh, it's pretty cool. We're, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, that's awesome. So we have uh, we have uh, Mr. Uh, Sean Martin's our guest here. We have uh, 11 minutes, so I'm kind of curious. Every wrestler also has a great finisher. I'm kind of curious. What is your finisher? And uh, you can tell us about it, what the name of it is, what's involved. And then we'll see if one of uh, the three of us would let you practice it on us. <laughs> I okay. volunteer not to have it practiced on me, but okay. Well, I think you didn't volunteer to have it practiced on you. Uh, I might have, yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> might have. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm actually working on something kind of secret new right now. But what the finish has been up to this point is I would grab my opponent in a corporate cluster position. And just as they're about to lose consciousness, I would uh, arch backwards and hit them with a suplex, drop them on the top of their head. Wow. Rendering them and what is, what, what, is, what is that called? I've always heard it referred to as just a Cobra Clutch suplex. Phil uh, Fawn actually created the move and used but it all through it all. Hand. I, don't, I don't know if I do it better, but he's definitely the one they taught it to. So I, I do it almost as good. <clears throat> That's awesome. And, uh, of course, you know, the icon has to, you know, our, our fans are waiting for this question because, uh, you know, the icon does have an ego. So uh, uh, the icon made you a collector's car. What was your thought on that? What's that? 
the icon made you a cool little collector's guest card. Uh, you know, the two picture card. What was your thought on that? Right, right, right. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, I appreciated that. Well, there you go. And you're free to use that capacity you want. Just as long as if anybody asks who made it, you let them know that your egotistical buddy in Fargo, North Dakota designed it. My egotistical buddy. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I, I can do that. That's awesome. Now, uh, you know, you mentioned that uh, you're, uh, you have a tag team partner. You said you're the tag team champs, correct? Correct. So what would you have to do to get your partner on with us? Oh, I don't know. He's more elusive than I am. But uh, we could maybe revisit this, and we could get the both of us on here. We could discover – we wrestled it as a tag team all across Canada, so we could probably have some tag team stories for you. Maybe I can get you guys both down here. Maybe you could. In, in Canada, eh? Canada, eh? No, no are you near uh, Toronto? You're, you're in Alberta area code. Are you? Oh, no, Toronto's Ontario. I'm losing my mind. Uh, Edmonton is Alberta. Uh, like, are you near yeah. the city, or are you kind of a country guy? Uh, I, I'm right in the city of Edmonton right now. Right in the city. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, Big Swing doesn't own a globe. <laughs> I don't, I know Canada. <laughs> I just don't know all the small details of Canada. But yeah. Right. Uh. So now we I know have Quebec. Uh, well, well, and you know, I know, I know, I know Winnipeg. Yeah, uh, that's true. Have, uh, you Sean love Winnipeg. Mar- yeah, we have Sean Mars, I guess. Here we got about eight minutes. Uh, so tell us um, when, if you know what when it is, when your next match is, where, when it is, where it is, and if you know about ticket information, and uh, if the icon were to uh, come uh, besides here, get you here, if you were to come up and up to Canada, there, would you be able to get him a? Backstage pass and hang out with you guys First of all as far as the backstage Pass thing goes I'm sure we could arrange something Uh, As far as when my Next match is going to be I have no Idea we do have a tour scheduled With CWE wrestling all Throughout the end of March Hopefully that pans Out Um, we'll be in Winnipeg And Morden Manitoba As well as Medicine Hat Red Deer Calgary Edmonton, and Grand Prairie, Alberta. Hmm. Um, I'm not going to bother listing dates or tickets because they're not on sale because we don't know if these restrictions are going to lift enough for us to be able true, to true. We've scheduled this two or three times now. So so where – so you travel then. I mean, you mentioned Calgary. That's kind of uh, – that's kind of out west from you a little bit. Um, so you're, you're kind of all over uh, Canada, province of Canada up there. Yeah, I'm all over Canada. Do you have a, a favorite place in Canada that you that you wrestle at? I mean, is there a particular city where you see it on the card and you're like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to get back there? Uh, n- not really. Uh, I really enjoy okay. wrestling in Regina. Regina, Saskatchewan is pretty cool. Okay. Okay. Saskatchewan. Hmm. Okay. The icon that that's one of those ones that I don't really know much about. I've heard of it, but I couldn't tell you where it was. And uh, we have uh, Sean Marshall guest here. We got six minutes. It, you know, and I I like to give Big Swing a little, uh, you know, uh, so uh, a lot of fun. I mean, he doesn't own a globe, but he did get straight A's in geography because he he cheated off the cheerleader that sat next to him in class. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> but that, that wasn't the only thing I was copying down. But anyway, continue. <laughs> so uh, now, uh, Sean, if uh, our fans wanted to check you out and see what you're doing, like you and your tag team partner, do you got a Facebook? Do you have an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe? What do you got? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on Pro Wrestling Tees. You can support me that way by buying a T-shirt. Headline Sean Martins. I'm on Facebook as Sean Martins. Facebook page, Headline Sean Martins. Instagram, Headline Sean Martins. Twitter, Sean Martins. Pretty easy to find. I'm on all the platforms. So. And uh, also, uh, I'll let our fans know, uh, we are starting a new contest here on the show. Uh, Sean has uh, graciously decided to send us a few autographs. So from the end of the show to the beginning of next show, who I will pick a winner. Whoever likes our page that's listening will uh, have a chance to win an autograph uh, from our guest. And uh, we're going to be doing that from now on. Uh, We want to be able to get our Facebook page, uh, and that's off the ropes because Facebook won't let us change the name of the page from off the ropes to attitude air live because they say it's combative or offensive i don't get that everything about facebook is offensive to us but that's another story um so you sean so with uh with all that being said and with all your experiences uh is there one wrestler or one tag team that you've uh wrestled uh that you just can't wait to get back in the ring again with to either Dish out some payback or dish out some punishment. Oh yeah, I would say the Cheetah Bear Dude Dawkins. That that would be the one that I can't wait to get in that ring. It seems like every time the Cheetah Bear and I get in there, it, it becomes a war, and uh, he came within inches of taking my HIW Grand Championship in Northern Manitoba, and it is ate at me that I came that close to losing it. So I just really want to redeem myself and show everybody that he's nothing but a puppy dog bitch. So now are your matches more like, uh, in contrast, uh, are they more like uh, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, WrestleMania 6, or Macho Man, Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat, WrestleMania 3? Probably closer to Macho Man and Ricky Steamboat, WrestleMania 3. See, that's the thing about that's the thing about the the question. I like to put it out there, and you know, I mean, I don't mean to stump you, but you know, it's just kind of interesting, though, how uh, you, you know you you came up with the uh, the response on that. That's awesome. Probably closer. I think it probably falls somewhere more in the middle. So uh, you, you mentioned you don't know when uh, your next match is, but uh, what, well, let me ask you this: then. When is the last time you you had a match? Last time I had a match was second week of November because uh, I had that match. I went and did a guest appearance at a wrestling school, and then I came down with COVID. And while I was down with oh, COVID, geez. all the restrictions came into effect. I haven't been in a gym, and I haven't been in a ring since middle of November. How, how long? You, how long did you have? Uh, how long did you have COVID then? Yeah, you actually got it. That sucks. Yeah, I, I had it, man. Uh, I was down for about three weeks. But uh, you, I, uh, you 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 put the pin down on it. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. I did. Absolutely. Um, sucks. It's a really bad cold. It's a really, really bad cold. And I could see how somebody with previous health issues might not make it through it. Hmm. That's awesome. And now we're talking about like a new strain that is like even people that are healthy beforehand are getting some bad stuff from it. So, yeah, overall, it's just it's just scary right now. It really is. Yeah. Uh, Sean Martin's our guest here. we got about uh, 20 seconds. I'll tell you what, Sean, we do appreciate it. I'm going to stay in touch with you. I'm going to do whatever I can to get you down here for uh, the match down in April. Uh, and uh, like I say, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll t- all you got to do is get down here, and I'll take care of everything else for you. Uh, but uh, we do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join us. Uh, we know that uh, you uh, have a busy schedule, so we appreciate all you do. And uh, – I'll let you know when we see the autographs. My pleasure, guys. Thank you very much. It's been, uh, Thank you. It's Thanks been a blast. Thanks for being on. Sean Thank Martin, you, Granny. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the Canadian. All right. Yes. Thanks, yes. Um, so we do have uh, a familiar working area code on the show here. It is 701. Yep. Yep. That's our next guest. Yep. Yep. So a, a, uh, a fellow... Uh, oh, what are you guys called? North Dakotans? Is it? Is it? Is it Dakotans? Is that what uh, it would be? He, well, because he's he's from my area, we'd be Fargonians. Far, Fargonians, okay, but but it's not a North Dakota, right? It's a Dakotan. Okay. Anyway, Dakotan, a, yeah. A, yeah, Dakotan. Okay, so another uh, North Dakotan we have here, seven zero one number. So I come put him through. You do your thing, ladies and gentlemen. Stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. The champion amongst all champions. The greatest wrestler in Fargo, North Dakota today. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you double B. He is Bobby Brennan. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, man. How's it going? Hey, can you hear me from my end all right? Yes, I can. We're, we're perfect. Um, okay. I'll tell you what. If you, you want to go ahead sure. with the, uh, if you want to go ahead with the uh, line, then we'll interview you. Oh, sounds good. Go ahead. Hey, this is Bob Brennan. You're listening to Attitude Arrow live with the host, the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. How are you, Bobby? Hey, I'm doing good, man. How are you? Good. Uh, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and then uh, we'll do a little round table, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll go from there and have some fun with you. Uh, yeah. So we'll start out with, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you've had a couple of ma- uh, matches with Puffa Mania, haven't you? Yep. I think uh, we've done. Two, uh, I've done all the shows they've ran so far. So uh, the two. And uh, I have uh, seen you wrestle uh, both times. And uh, as you know, I am a big fan, and I know you're a fan of the icon because I always give you such great kudos uh, during audio commentary. But uh, uh, kind of uh, let us know um, how you did in those particular matches. So I think I was a fan of the last man standing more. For I like the finish of the tables match more where we went from there but um overall i think the overall how i how i held myself 
within the last man standing is what I like to re- represent as a professional wrestler with uh, just uh, snug strikes, you know, uh, displaying my MMA background and then just displaying overall just what I believe what professional wrestling should be. And uh, who did you wrestle in those two uh, uh, events? I wrestled the Copperhead Duke Cornell. Uh, the guy that uh, likes to play Pirate 24-7. What's up? The guy that likes to play Pirate 24-7. Yep, he's a really bad pirate. <laughs> <laughs> and who is your second match? What's up? And who was the second match? The, did you say the tag match or the title match? Well, who was your second match in Puffin Mania? You mentioned uh, the Pirate. Oh, who's my your, second match. Your... I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. Uh, my se- so my second match in Puffin Mania was the last man standing. The first match was the uh, was the uh, tables match, and they were both with Duke Cornell. Right. Uh, now, uh, we uh, are you going to be on the card for the next Puffin Mania in April? Uh, yes, sir. Awesome. And uh, when you uh, and I already know the answer to this, uh, but this is for our fans. Uh, are you more of a high flyer like a Ray Mysterio, a technical like a Bret Hart, or are you more like an ass kicker like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? Uh. I would have to say... Well, more of an asshole, like the icon. With Walter. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh... More like that. More, I'm just, uh, just more violent with everything. I'm, I'm not much of a high flyer. <laughs> I was never big into dives or anything of that nature. And, uh... When you uh, when you wrestle, are you more of a, uh, a baby face, a heel, an in betweeny? Are you more of a crowd guy? So uh, I guess I'm. Uh, I guess you could just call me more of a tweener. A lot of the times, um, if I'm in North Dakota, I always uh, am a baby face. Obviously, it's my home state. And then when I'm out of state, I'm constantly heel. So. So uh, I well, guess kind of wherever I'm working, it depends. Well, with that being said, we have Bobby Brennan. We have 24 minutes. Granny, we have a heel. What do you got? Go ahead. Well, <clears throat> this is Granny Holster. I'm not a wrestler, even though I've been threatened to be thrown in the ring several times. Granny does not like the heels, so I'm sure I would have fun talking smack to you. But I do yeah. have a special request. Next time you see Sylvester J. Fox, please put him in a headlock for Granny because I don't like him. He refuses oh, to issue my, cha- to my challenges, and I don't like him at all. But but my question to you is, or one of my questions to you, what has been one of your most toughest matches, and who was it against? Um, so I've been asked this question a couple times, and – I have a couple different answers. So I would say off the top of my head, it would be uh, against JDX over at Midwest All-Star Wrestling. That was the first time I ever got the main event in a show that was outside of North Dakota. Um, I was a heel in that match, and I think we wrestled for 40 minutes. 
So it was wow. pretty physical. There was a lot of dynamics to it. Uh, I had my team, the movement, on my side. He was obviously the reigning champion at MAW for a very long time. So it was hard to come in and um, show that I will be a threat to the champion when I have been seen very little by that point. But I think we, uh, I think I held myself pretty well in that match, and uh, I liked how it went. So I would say off of that match, just because he is so, he's in such physical, great physical shape, and we had to go for so long, that maybe that was my toughest. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I was at a show last night in Arkansas, where I'm from, and um, this is their was their second time that they did this type of show. They call it Purge, and basically anything goes tables chairs ladders you name it wow. you could that, do you know, anything fun. and and it was a really good show last night and i had an encounter with a a gentleman who made his debut he was from texas and he comes out wearing like a football jersey and of course he was a big texas longhorn fan and we all got the arkansas razorback uh chant going the woo pig chewy chant going and he informed me that I needed to go back to the home. And I said, if you think you're man enough to come down here to my face and say that to me to my face, why don't you try? He kept telling me to sit down and shut up. And I said, no. I said, I'm not scared of you. Well, everybody started the granny chant because everybody loves me at WCWA. And the more he hollered and covered his ears, he says, quit saying her name. And he kept, the more he said that, the louder the crowd got for me. And I'm just standing there like, come on, everybody, you know. And they love Granny at, at WCWA. Well, I'm, I'm a pretty favorite at any wrestling show that I go to because I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I have to. Well, I think it would be uh, so, a blast to have at a, at so a show. So you and I, you and I, so I would have, if you ever, if you ever make it to Arkansas to a wrestling show, I can get you hooked up with some wrestling shows here in Arkansas. If you ever make it to Arkansas, I'm sure I would have a blast talking smack to you. So. Well, I travel and I love to come and wrestle new places. So hopefully one day we can make that happen. Hopefully so. Uh, Bobby Vernon is our guest here. We got about twenty minutes here with Bobby, uh, give or take, depending on what our third guest does. But uh, so, big swing. What do you got for our guest, Bobby Vernon? We got about twenty minutes. Go ahead. Well, um, so, I might I might sound a little echoey uh, because I'm changing microphones here at the station, so I, I might sound a little bit echoey for the moment. But um, the uh, the thing I ask a lot of uh, our independent wrestlers um, that that come out is how did you get how did you get into the wrestling business wrestling's not something that a whole bunch of people choose uh but as a lot but i think it's something that a lot of people watch you know as a kid and and were interested in especially you know during the attitude era and the monday night wars it was one of the biggest things on television ever um so i'm just curious as to how you uh got involved in it if you had any people you looked up to any favorite superstars and just kind of how you got to where you're at today okay uh so I guess I had a pretty a pretty weird introduction to pro wrestling. So uh, I wasn't a wrestling fan until about 2000 and 
about 2010. So was, I, I was a pretty when I got into wrestling, I was a tad older already. Like okay. I was already about 11. So uh, the first thing I ever saw of wrestling, I think, was Hulk Hogan and in the Rocky Three movie, where he was Thunderlips. Oh and yeah. I was just like. Okay. I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but, man, he's awesome. This guy is huge. So he was, I yeah. ended up learning about Hulk. Obviously ended up learning about Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. So I started uh, watching older wrestling because I, I wasn't really that, you know, informed about it. I didn't know Raw was on every week and stuff. So I watched a bunch of Hulk Hogan stuff. I got into Andre the Giant, uh, King Kong Bundy, Big John Studd. Just all the old wrestlers, and then I, my uncle was like, "Well, you like Hulk Hogan? There's this thing called WCW years ago, so he bought me check it out." WCW, yeah. Like, this set, yeah, I watched it, and then uh, uh, we got cable at our house then, and I ended up learning that Raw's on every Monday at uh, seven o'clock. So I uh, ended up finding the channel, and sure enough, it's on. And Sheamus is throwing Evan Bourne through a table with that. Uh, that Celtic Cross movie used to do, you know, the Razor's Edge. He's putting them through a table, and I think from that point on, I was like, oh, God, I love I love pro wrestling now. So that was huh. uh, kind of my introduction to it. Is that kind of how you, you know, kind of got introduced to maybe more of a violent style of wrestling as well? Uh, From the older wrestlers, would you, are you kind of asking? No, no, from, from, or seeing, from, from seeing Seamus. Do stuff like that through the tables and things. Is that, was that something that you were like, wow, that was cool, I want to do that? So, I would say my more of my just more brawling type style came from uh, after I got into the business, as I started working. I just never was a flyer. I always worked kind of like a big man for not being all that big. I'm not a huge human being, but I don't, but I get this a lot whenever guys uh, end up giving advice on any tape I send them. They say, and then they meet me in real life, and they go, you are, you look so much bigger on camera. Like, they always expect me to be about at least six foot. I'm not even close to six foot. They expect me to be about six foot, and then if I'm carrying a lot of weight, like I'm about, like I'm getting working up to right now, they expect me to be like two 220 or something along the lines of that. Biggest I've ever been is 213, so I could see why they'd expect them to be a little bit heavier. But I guess I just carry myself kind of large. Where I actually got the more violent style from was, yeah, within the business. As I said, I just was never much of a guy to fly around, so I had to come up with stuff. So uh, JBL throwing the clothesline from hell, I'm like, well, I can do that. I, I can turn people inside out. Uh, scoop slamming people like Hogan, I can do that. Um, and then I became a fan of MMA, and I started incorporating it and started enjoying the other styles of uh, wrestling kind of that went along with that that type of, you know, that sport. So uh, Kyle O'Reilly uh, ended up enjoying a lot. Roderick Strong even was a good one. Uh Walter, as I've mentioned. So that's kind of where I've evolved from that more violent style. And then even older wrestlers in general, like uh, like Harley Race. 
guys like them have a big influence on my wrestling as well. Awesome. Um, yeah, and, you know, I think the hardcore kind of a style, um, not, not even necessarily using weapons, just kind of that more aggressive style, uh, unfortunately, is, is on the way out in the mainstream wrestling. So it's good to know that, that people are still doing it on the independent cycle because the kind of stuff that WWE is putting out right now is, is like watching, you know, like the Fisher Price version of wrestling. So I'm glad somebody's still doing uh, the stuff that we grew up on. Yep, and I and that's kind of why I chose to do it as well. I'm like, there's not too many guys who like to wrestle like me anymore. It's just uh, guys, they're bigger guys now. They want to still display their athleticism, which there's nothing wrong with that. They can, but I know what I could bring to a table that most other guys don't or choose not to or can't. So I that's kind of my route with it. My little brother's a professional wrestler as well, and we have a tag team, so we ever tag he's the one doing all the flashy stuff and I'm the one putting you know putting boots to people and uh being a whole different dynamic to the team uh Bobby Burns our guest here we got 14 minutes here uh with Bobby uh so one thing uh you know and like I say I I know you so uh just remember these questions aren't coming from me they're coming from our our fans because I I know a lot about you already but uh, I'm going to ask you this question because I've uh, I always put it to every independent wrestler we've had on, and no one ever answers the same way. So I'll uh, put it to you. Two part question. Mm-hmm. Let's say that uh, you're at a match here, and uh, someone from AEW or WWE sees your match, and they come up to you and say, "Hey, you know what? You should come try out uh, try out for us." Two part question. One is that something you'd want to do, and two because you have the drive to get that big time contract, would you not big time us and still be our friend and still talk to us? So, I think if anyone were to tell you no, they'd probably be lying. They would be lying the fact that they don't want that contract. We all want a contract. Like, if somebody offered me to come out and try out and they said, there's an actual chance of you going somewhere off of this, I I would do it. Because, like, who wouldn't want, you know, the wrestle on a mainstream and get paid to do it and whatnot? Look at uh, Top Flight. They went and did it. And then, uh, overall, I still talk to the same people I do all the time. So, yeah, if it, if it ever happens and you want me back on, sure, I'll give you a call again. That's awesome. And uh, same thing, uh, we have the same uh, thing with uh, Bobby. I'm sure that uh, you'll be able to send us a few autographs for giveaways, but uh, – uh, the first person that likes the page will get an autograph from our first guest. The second person from the end of the show to the beginning of the next show that likes our page will uh, get the opportunity to win an autograph from uh, Bobby Brennan. Now, speaking of that, Bobby, uh, we have uh, 12 minutes here, uh, give or take, depending on what our third guest does. But uh, do you know mm-hmm. when your next match is? And if you do, when is it? Where is it? Who is it against? And uh, uh, do you know about ticket information? So next match, I think I actually have a bit of time off right now. So I think it, my next show will be uh, the next Puffin Mania show. It will be against Duke Cornell. I get a rematch. I don't think I can tell you guys what I have planned and what I want to do. But uh, 
yeah, Duke's going to get what's coming for him for what happened last time. So. No. And then the ticket last... information. Oh, Go ahead. Okay. Uh, ticket information is listed within their uh, – usually it's through their Facebook page. You can look up Puffamania. People haven't already. You can look up Puffamania. Their, cha- uh, their page will show up, and then they'll have events listed and, what, and whatnot. And usually they have a link within it. Right, and we are uh, our show is a big sponsor of those guys, so we'll have them on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, several weeks before their next match. But uh, now let's uh, get into this a little bit. We got uh, Bobby Brennan here. We got about ten minutes. Uh, the last match that you had against Duke Cornell, there was some skullduggery going on. You want to enlighten us about that? Yeah. So what happened was, uh, me and Duke compete throughout the match. I. Uh, I end up kind of getting some, you know, getting some fire back and start feeling good. I dump him with a couple of Germans, uh, and I put him down at the angle slam. His One of his members, Snake Pit, come out, Brandon Nitro. Uh, get him to his feet. I take Brandon out. I put Duke back down again for the second time, and I think, okay, this is it. I'm, I'm going to win. Uh, Brandon reaches in the rings, my legs. Uh, Kind of ties me around the ring post, so I'm seated. The referee's back is turned, so he's not seeing any of this. He is counting Duke. Uh, now Brandon has my legs tied around the ring post, as I said. Kind of like how Ric Flair would have done that old figure four on the post type of deal. Like, kind of like beneath... Bret Hart, right, yes. Yep, and he yep, hides beneath the ring and kind of like holds my feet there. I'm hogtied. I can't go anywhere. Uh, Duke makes it to his feet. The referee turns. He's I'm on the ground too, and he says, "Okay, Bobby, you need to get up." Nine, and I'm like, "Do you not see? He's grabbing my feet." And I guess he couldn't see him. Counts ten. So I lost off of a, uh, I guess just off of a technicality. I guess you could say, you know, I wasn't out cold. I just couldn't physically get up because there was somebody. That wasn't, you know, sanctioned in the match, getting involved. And like in the right. tables match, and, uh, they took him out. Yep, came out when I laid him out on the table. I was gonna, uh, I was gonna jump from the top rope, and he ends up coming out, pushing me down, and they get involved again. So, uh, I think we need to do something where uh, these guys can't get involved. So. Right. Exactly. Maybe a cage yeah. match for you guys, but. Uh, yeah, I like I say, the icon was ringside for both those matches, and I uh, I was uh, completely appalled that the commissioner sitting right there at ringside allowed that to go on. And I think uh, he more Randy, he, he's your favorite guy, uh, Sylvester J. Fox. Let it happen. But go ahead. So Bobby. I think Sly might just have it have it out for me because I. Uh... I was going to tell Granny this earlier when she said she didn't like him. I have uh, actually punched Sylvester J. Fox in the face, I think, three times now. <laughs> over Yay. in Cloud Nine Wrestling. Yeah, over in Cloud Nine Wrestling, he got involved in one of my matches, so I ended up having given him the back fist. So I uh, laid him out then, and I think I've, get, I think I've gotten on him a couple times too, but uh, can't remember the specifics of him. But and he, he claimed, and he claimed when the Puffamania guys were on here, that he never gets involved. T- 
typical heel manager, Sylvester J. Fox. If you're listening, you're lying. Your nose is going to start growing like Pinocchio's nose. Well, he's not a manager. He's a commissioner, but he's a chief commissioner. Well, he's still he. Well, he says he doesn't get involved. He lied, so his nose is going to start growing like Pinocchio's nose. Yeah, we all know about that. So, uh, Bobby, here's my next question for you. We have Bobby Brennan here. We got seven minutes here with Bobby, um, and uh, hopefully, if uh, if we need to, maybe we can stay a little extra time. But um, mm-hmm. the the interesting thing about uh, you know your matches is. Uh, do you have? Do you not have a relative that also wrestles? Yep. Uh, I mentioned a little bit earlier that I got a little brother who wrestles uh, wrestles as well. That's uh, Jack Ledger. He's on the shows as well. And uh, Jack Ledger got screwed his last match out too, did he not? Yep, by Duke Cornell because Brandon he was wrestling Brandon Nitro. Yep. Just thought about that. So- so here's my question, and uh, uh, is there any way that you two could team up and just take this guy out, a two-on-one thing, or, you know, you know, I'd, be, I'd even be willing to help you out against these guys. You know what I mean? I mean, something yeah. has got to be done. This miscarriage of justice that's been happening in yours and your brother's matches is ridiculous. So what I... I personally know me and Jack are good enough to beat both of them. We really don't need to team up with each other to beat a single one of them. If they would like to do a tag match, we can do it. Because I think me and Jack are the best tag team in the Midwest. We're the, like one of the only brother tag teams that I know of. And we're about the only ones left. So I think uh, I think Snake Pit could find themselves fighting friend or foe here soon. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, you do uh, you do you do hail from Minot, North Dakota, correct? Yep. Yes, sir. Or as uh, Winnipeg uh, or Winnipeg uh, fans would say, Minote. Yeah, Minote. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll tell you a quick story about that. Um, I used to work the uh, the graveyard shift at a truck stop, and uh, I always would ask the truckers where they're coming from. He said, "Yeah, I uh, just uh, dropped. I just." Picked up a load in Minot, and I'm like, and you're probably thinking, what? No, where, where's that? He said, well, it's the other end of the state. I said, well, sure, we clean pronounce that Minot. Um, it's like, oh, is that why everybody keeps looking at me funny? Well, there you go. <laughs> yep, it it happens with those Canadians. I work with a ton of them uh, for Quad Nine, so we always have to we have to teach them how to say the town name whenever they show up. So, um, Bobby Brennan's right here. We got about four minutes here. So, what um, what is your uh, without giving away too much? <clears throat> um, you know, you mentioned that uh, your next match. Uh, have, have they decided the stipulations on that yet? Uh, yes, we have. I just don't want to uh, release it just yet without uh, without the proper green lights from our friends <laughs> over at Puff Mania. So. But uh, that's about the information I'll give you. It's just we're having issues of keeping people, keeping people out. So that's uh, kind of what whatever you guys think of. Well, um, with that being said, like I said, not giving away too much, and I, I understand that. 
But um, you um, you you got to be uh, you got to be tired of uh, getting interfered with when uh, they can't seem to beat you cleanly. Yeah, so that's it's been an issue as both times I've been in positions of, you know, I clearly have won this. I've take I've taken the cake. I'm going home. And then every time somebody else shows up who's not sanctioned for the match, who was not supposed to be involved, they just come in and, you know, start kind of, you know, raising havoc. And it's, I don't know what else to do. So I've, I've put in my request for what I want. I've talked with Puffamania. They've granted it. Uh, more information will be out on the tune. So, uh, guys, just stay tuned to Puffamania's uh, channel. You'll probably see a little bit more from me. Well, here's my question then, uh, Bobby. Would you be willing to uh, come on with us again before that matchup so we can uh, talk to you more about it? Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Uh, Bobby Vernon's our guest here. we got about uh, two minutes here with Bobby. Uh, so, uh, real quick here, if our fans want to check you out and see what you're doing, uh, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe. What do you got? So, uh, there's about three that I'm pretty active with. I have my Facebook. You should be able to look up Bobby Brennan. Uh, so, Bobby, obviously spelled B-O-B-B-Y, and then Brennan. B-R-E-N-N-A-N. That's on Facebook. On my Instagram, which I am relatively active on, but with all this COVID going on, it's a little hard to post any, any uh, you know, content. So, But that's at Sugar Bob Brennan. And, uh, and then... With a name like and that, then I only have about one other thing was uh, my pro wrestling tease account. You can look me up at Bobby Brennan on that as well. Now, is there uh, is there a particular uh, T-shirt that uh, you like to see all your fans wear for your next match? Oh, that's a good question. I haven't actually been asked that ever before. So I think personally, there's two that come to mind. It's my dying breed logo. It's my uh, it's a rhino, rhino head within the state of North Dakota. My little uh, logo I put on all my gear, and then my other one where it's a, uh, it's a little homage to Bane from Batman, and it says "Break You" on it, and it has me and the classic Tom Hardy Bane mask. Uh, I like that one because I told. Uh, Duke Cornell last time we met, and uh, he he just got away. So, you know, I think if I see somebody wearing that shirt, I'll it'll give me a little bit of a a little bit of a fire up under my seat, so I can you know go get them again. So, uh, uh, if uh, I think we do have Duke uh, scheduled to come on the show. Um, uh, is there anything that uh, you uh, you especially want uh, Granny to ask him or uh, say to him uh, in your uh, – because um, we like you more than we like him. I mean, we, we, we don't mind him, but we like you more. Is there anything you'd want Granny to tell him uh, when he's on? Uh, ask him why he continuously just needs help all the time. Like, what's, I don't know what the issue is. He had the weight advantage half the time. 
next time we meet, I don't know, I'm going to be a heavyweight again. So he's going to, what's he going to do now that he gets a full-size Bobby Brennan back? So, well, let me ask you this, Bobby. If I, uh, and I'll understand if you don't want to do it, but um, <laughs> might you be willing to call in when he's on? Uh, if the time and place allows it, I think I will. Uh, as a matter of fact, I can let you know. Let's see if I can check back in the schedule here. Uh, August 16th at 9.45 p.m. is when he's scheduled to be on. So I will send you a message and see if, because in August? Yep. Because, uh, our, our calendar is actually now full until uh, next year. We've already started booking on guests for next year. Hmm. We will uh, send a message to each other and see if we can still make that work by the time because who knows? I might be somewhere that evening. We never know. All right. Well, but that'd be cool. If the time and place allows me, you can count me in. That's awesome. And uh, real quick here, uh, you know, uh, our fans are waiting for this EO question to show up. Uh, the icon made you a collector's card. What was your thought on that? I actually liked it. I was kind of surprised you used a younger picture of myself. I didn't even have the Venom tattoo yet. Well, but the, I really did enjoy used, it. Well, the funny thing is the picture I used was actually the first match I ever saw you at. That's why I used it. Oh, that No Limit? Uh, I wrestled, was it Kenny Sutra in that match? Yep, correct. Does that yep. sound about right? Yep, that's when I became or, a fan. I've been a fan ever since. Yeah, I think it was Kenny Sutra there. Well, awesome, yeah. So that's I why was, I used uh, it. Was on like, my no Limit title run at that point. Uh, and, you know, I not have to brag, but I, um, I, I hate to say this, but I've seen more of your matches than Granny and uh, Big Swing put together. Wait, what was that? I said I've seen more of your matches than Grandy and Big Swing put together. Oh. Well, so man, so one? No, I've seen I've seen Russell four times. Did you see them all live too as well? Yep, I I did and I did audio commentary for two of them. Yep, and that's true. Uh I'm not going to hold it against them though. I know Granny said she's down in Arkansas. So, I know that's uh, pretty far ways away from up here in North Dakota. So I yeah, and I'm, a, yeah, I'm out in New York, so that, that's also pretty far. Yeah, you're out in New York, so I don't blame you for missing them either. So, don't let them hang that over your guys' heads like that. <laughs> hey, and Bobby, just so you know, he's also a Dallas Cowboys fan, so think about that. Is he? Oh, that's, that's tough. I'm not much of a football guy, but my mom's a Cowboys fan, so. I, I'm I'm a little torn on it. Oh, it sounds like you have good roots then. Good roots. <laughs> yeah. Mom's a good lady. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. We got about uh, we got about sixty seconds here with Bobby. Um, so, uh, real quick, refresh our memory again. If you know the uh, the date for uh, your match there, uh, Pennsylvania, and then uh, we'll make sure we get our fans out there. So off the top of my head, I actually don't think I have it, but let me look through a schedule real quick. 
I think we are returning for Puffamania sometime in April. That's right. That is correct. Yep. And yep. Uh, the icon will be there one way or another. I will be there. Whether they will awesome. do audio commentary again or whatever it is, but I will be there. Well, I hope you can uh, – yep, yeah, I hope I have you back in commentary and you can see me finally, you know, get my rightful victory over to Cornell. So. Hey, Bobby. And if I, – I informed Sylvester J. Fox that if they wanted Granny there at Puffamania in April, that they would have to send me an airplane ticket to get me to, to come there to see Puffamania. Yeah, it's a pretty – it's a pretty far travel. It's, it'd be cool to have you up there, but you know we always have the live stuff too. So, but uh, I guarantee uh, she will be uh, she will be hoping that uh, you pop Sylvester Day Fox in the nose one more time. Well, maybe, maybe yeah, we I could get uh, we could get a Granny Sylvester Fox uh, like meetup, basically like like a confrontation. <laughs> oh, that'd be. I think I would. I think I'd sit down and watch that. To be honest, I was gonna say match, but I don't know if I can get that medically cleared. But but perhaps no, maybe I, a confrontation. I, 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 my health won't allow me to do that, and I don't have a license. But in ring uh, promo, Asher can talk give me a microphone. pretty good smack from my. Yeah, give me a microphone. Yeah. I, yeah, I, <laughs> we, give me a microphone. I can de- definitely t- talk some things to Sylvester J. Fox that way for sure. Yeah, we we, we got to do this. This has to, Icon. This has to happen. Make it happen. Well, I will. I will work on it because I know the Puff Mini guys would love to have uh, Granny there. I know I I love to have her there too. But anyway, well, I'll tell you what, Bobby. We do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join us. And uh, we will definitely have you on again, and uh, maybe you can uh, hook us up with your brother and get him on with us as well. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll shoot him a text and uh, let him know. Yeah, just have him contact me. I'll, I'll get him on as well. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you, and thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks. I do appreciate it. Thanks, Bobby. No problem, Bobby. Thank you. Have a good night, guys. Bobby Brennan, ladies and gentlemen. The man, the myth, the Fargo legend. The Minot legend, actually. There you go. Minot, so, yes, uh, Minot. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on with our uh, our other guests, but uh, we still have some time to uh, uh, have her on if she calls in. Um, so can we talk then a little bit about uh, how, you know, 40-plus-year-old Edge wins the Royal Rumble last night? Well, you know, we know that you're we know that you're uh, an edgehead. We know that, but uh, you, let me ask you this: Do you think it's going to last very long with his age? No, which is why which is why I was a little shocked about it because I know you know you go in and 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 you do you know you you face the champion. Now I'm sitting here thinking to myself, okay, so are they going to give Edge one last title run? Are they going to give him? You know, I, I, I mean, what's what you gonna do? He's gonna go to WrestleMania and face the champion. But what are you, but what are you gonna do? You're gonna put the Universal Title or the WWE Title on a guy who you know looks at this point. And again, I love Edge. Don't get me wrong, but he looks homeless at this point. You know, with the play and his beard and all this, and he, you know, he just, I just don't. And watching him last night in that Rumble, he's not the Edge of old. You know, I'm well. Old is about the only thing he is at this point. I mean, he's he's not the same old Edge that I, I fell in love with in my in my childhood. So, 
you know, what are you going to do? Put him up against Drew McIntyre and, and, and just bury McIntyre's career when he's on such a hot roll? Or are you going to put him up against Roman Reigns and have a young, in-shape, you know, Roman Reigns against, you know, an aging, you know, uh, uh, also ran Edge and kind of bury Roman Reigns? So, you know, if you're not going to put the belt on Edge, why have him win the Rumble? That, that, that just doesn't make sense to me. Like, these guys... The two current champions have um, have done a good job of building themselves and promoting themselves. They don't need to face a legend in order to get over. Well, you know, here's the thing, though, and uh, we'll, we'll let Granny chime in as well. But uh, I'd rather, I'd much rather see Edge <clears throat> than I would rather see Brock Lesnar. I mean, I mean, hands down, there's no comparison of who I'd rather see between those guys. You know. Well, Lesnar. I mean, of course, but Lesnar's. I mean, Lesnar's. You know, gone. Um, but the thing is, is my other thing is the, the personal animosity in this storyline um, that's going on with Randy Orton. You think maybe, perhaps, Randy Orton at some point between now and WrestleMania, because uh, I believe there's one more pay per view in between the two. Um, I'm not sure what it is anymore. I know it, it used to be. Uh, no way out, but I don't know which one it is anymore. But do um, you think perhaps Randy Orton wins the belt? Edge takes it off of Orton. We see um, The Fiend come back at WrestleMania to screw Randy Orton, put the belt on Edge, and then it's kind of like Edge's final farewell is is leaving as WWF, WWE champion, and, and that's kind of his, his last hurrah. I mean, I don't know what they want to do with this. I as much as Ed won it in 2011, okay, but that was nine years ago, or ten years ago at this point now. He was, yeah, he was old then, but he was still in pretty, pretty decent shape. Edge, like, how is Edge supposed? How is it going to fool anybody at this point? Putting Edge in against a young Roman Reigns or a young Drew McIntyre—that's almost like putting, you know, Goldberg in the ring with somebody right now. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's just not believable anymore that somebody that that age could hang with a young, in shape champion who is on a roll. So I, I don't know where they're going with this. I mean, I'm interested to see what they have up their sleeve here. Well, you know, it's you know, it's kind of interesting about that. Uh, you know, um, I don't know. Uh, I just hope that uh, I just hope they're not using Edge as that uh, glorified mascot, hoorah rah type thing right now. That's what I'm hoping they don't. You know. Well, I figured um, because WWE, <clears throat> excuse me, has been going down so much in ratings, and because they've, you know, no one's really. Other than the champions themselves, um, no one's really behind any of these superstars right now the way that, you know, people are usually behind WWE superstars. So I figured that the Royal Rumble winner on the men's side was going to be a returning star. But I thought, I I honestly thought it was going to be Daniel Bryan, to be honest with you, Um, just to give him one, one last hurrah. I mean, Daniel Bryan's already come out and said, you know, he still feels good. He still feels like he can compete. You know, he still feels like he's got one more, you know, run left in him. Uh, whereas, you know, you look at Edge, and, and, and again, I love Edge, don't get me wrong, but you look at him, 
And I mean, the dude just looks like like he's falling apart. He doesn't have any more definition in his body tone anymore. His his beard is is a mass of gray and 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 brown, and he just he just looks old. Same thing with the Undertaker. Undertaker looks old. Oldberg looks old. And when you put these guys in the ring that look old against a young up and coming superstar. It's not believable when they win. Sometimes guys age well. Sometimes guys get in the ring and you you look at a Kurt Angle. You put Kurt Angle in the ring right now, he he looks like he did you know twenty years ago. But some guys don't age well and if you're gonna try to to push somebody, um, you know, you gotta get creative in, in these regards. Another thing that I, I, I'm not wild about and and Granny, I know you mentioned you didn't like it, and Icon was kind of iffy on it. You know, this whole Alexa Bliss, Fiend, Sister Abigail angle, uh, which some people love, some people don't. But what I don't understand was two things about last night. One, you've been pushing Alexa Bliss on the main event uh, stage for m- over a month now, almost two months. You've been pushing her on the main event stage, uh, and, and she lasts 30 seconds in the Rumble. Like she wasn't even a factor. Like she been she was dominated against Oscar, the women's champion, pinned the champion, um, and and then last you know is barely a factor in the rumble. I didn't get that. And then uh, also, Seth Rollins returned in the men's rumble, but we didn't quite see Becky Lynch. I mean, are they are, now again? I didn't watch Raw tonight, so if Becky Lynch was there tonight, then then I stand corrected. But you think maybe we see Becky Lynch at WrestleMania? Uh, and they're gonna hold her out that long. Like, like I thought for sure Becky was gonna I thought Becky was gonna win she was gonna come back, you know, after having the kid, she was gonna come back as a quote unquote man a women's humble. I really did. I thought set up for Becky was didn't say it. Now and I just you know, I'm gonna add to that. I just wonder are we gonna see Ronda Rousey come back? I I hope not. I really hope not. I mean, Becky Lynch is at least entertaining at least knows wrestling, at least, you know, Ronda Rousey is like a big gorilla in the ring. You can tell she has no real wrestling training. She hurt more more girls than, than she faced. I mean, Alexa Bliss had to be out. She lost months off of her career. I, I'm sorry to go back to Bliss. I, I, you know, I love Bliss, but, but, but this is a real example. She lost months off of her career, almost a year off of her career because of concussions sustained from her matches with Ronda Rousey. Rousey is not a worker because she doesn't, she hasn't been in the pro wrestling ring. She's in a sport where they actually go out and hurt each other. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't always translate. You look at a lot of these wrestlers, CM Punk, for example, come from wrestling into MMA and very rarely are they successful um, because you're in a, you're you're in a, a business your whole life where you're trying to make it look like you're hurting somebody, but you're not. And then you're going into a business where you actually have to hurt somebody. So, it's just, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like um, if Ronda Rousey comes back, I would want her to come back as like a one-off kind of a thing. You know, I'd want her to come back as like one of those celebrity appearances or something like that. But I, I wouldn't want her to have any sort of sustained run. Well, you know, here's here's the other thing, though. You mentioned, uh, you know, hurting people. Well, look at Seth Rollins. Look what, look what he did to uh, Sting. I mean, you know, well, yeah. you really can't use that argument. I, well, okay, but I mean, sure. 
but but that was also that was also a freak accident though. There's been a lot of and Seth Rollins got hurt too. You saw the knee buckle. You saw the ACL tear or whatever he had. So I mean that was a freak thing. But you look at guy, you know, there's been plenty of girls that have went on record and said that Ronda Rousey was way too physical uh, in the ring for for their liking. But also, kind of like you look at um, Ryback, for example. Ryback was a terrible worker. Ryback hurt more guys than 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 he he helped. You know, and, and it's the same kind of thing. You get these people that just aren't good workers. And, you know, for Ronda Rousey, like I said, she, she'd be a good celebrity. She'd be a good um, celebrity appearance, maybe a guest match at WrestleMania or something. Um, but for Ronda Rousey to come to come back, uh, you know, I, I just I don't think it would work. And especially if they put the title on her again, which I thought was ridiculous to begin with. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about Rousey. Well, you know, uh, well, you know, you have your you have your favorite Alexa Bliss, and I, uh, I myself am, uh, you know, a Ronda Rousey mark. I guess I always will be, but uh, well, I I don't now. Don't get me wrong. I love I like Rousey. I'm not I'm not saying I don't like Ronda Rousey. I just don't like her in that setting um, because yes, the women the women of wrestling are. Um, are, are are athletic and can fight and, and and have wrestling training, but they also have that diva aspect as well to them. They're all, you know, super attractive. Other than Rhea Ripley, <laughs> they're all super attractive and they, they can fight. Ronda Rousey's not attractive, can fight, but not like she looks goofy in the ring because like, like when she tries to throw a fake punch. It just doesn't. It doesn't work because she's so used to actually punching people. So, it's just there are certain people that are made for WWE business, and certain people that are not. I like Ronda Rousey in the sport of MMA. I really do. I, I she was my favorite female, you know, fighter in MMA. But but in the sport of wrestling, I, I don't feel like she correlates well. Um, but again, that's just me. You know, I, I could be I could be wrong on that. But. Um, also, we didn't see a lot of – we did not see a lot of really big surprises. I mean, we saw Kane uh, come back, but that's not, that's not really a shock. Uh, but, oh, well, but, I thought there were oh, surprises yeah. in the women's match, though. The, the, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but, oh, but boy, Kane got fat. Well, he's a, he's a politician, though. Yeah, Kane got fat. Um but uh, well, what about seeing Tori Wilson come back? Well, that was that that was cool because Tori Wilson is uh, is still hot even in her advanced age. I was hoping for a leader or Trish. I was hoping for uh, Molly Holly. You know, I was hoping for Gail Kim, somebody like that. I wanted um, I, I wanted I wanted Paige. Well, yeah, but Paige is banned. Well, Paige is – I don't even think Paige is, is allowed to – I think Paige gets a fine if she says WWE at this point. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if that's if that's ever going to happen again, unfortunately. Yeah, well, I, I wish she would come back, so I, I always loved her, you know? And Granny, this one's for you as well. Um, what's your opinion, then, of Alberto Del Rio? I ne- well, I never liked that bastard anyway. You know, you didn't like whether he was doing okay. page, or, whether he was doing page or not. I never did like the guy. I, I thought he was a cool character, at least. You know, 
Well, you know the whole the whole mix America thing, the whole political statement thing. I mean, it. Yeah. You know, there's a yeah. reason why they stopped yeah. doing it after uh, two weeks. Yeah. You know, I mean. You know, and uh, you know, you remember the few with Jack Swagger, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But well, I also remember. I also remember the. Um, I was watching it, uh, the the network earlier in 2004. On and, and right after WrestleMania in 2004, when John Bradshaw Layfield became JBL, um, uh, you know they left the uh, the acolytes behind, and he became he became JBL, and he feuded with Eddie Guerrero, and they were doing a lot of the the, the border jokes and the and the Spanish jokes, and and he used to have these Hispanic kids in the crowd come out of the crowd and wash his limo for money. You you remember that? And and it's yeah. just I'm watching this and I'm like things that they just could not get away with today things that they would just be you know probably taken off the air for today so um, there's been a lot of that kind of stuff throughout with a lot of these kind of superstars but Alberto Del Rio was different to me because Alberto I don't know Alberto kind of had that that mafioso kind of a feel to him he had that 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 Caribbean gangster you know he always wore that when he had that whole thing and I, I don't know I, I liked Alberto's character obviously uh based on I mean, things I'm hearing and rumors within the, the wrestling business he's kind of an asshole but um I heard that he's you know he, he is anyway but, but but he was a good he was a good wrestler nonetheless um but but yeah I just things I, I think WWE has to get a little bit a little bit more edgy right now uh I I mean their their, their ratings the ratings are in the toilet um, the, 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 the Thunderdome is the best thing, honestly, the best thing that's happened to them because their ticket sales were going way down. They were having to black out parts of the arena. You notice when you watch Raw and it basically looked like it was back in the crowd anyway, because they were blacking out empty seats. So, I, I mean, the ticket sales were going way down. They were only going to select cities. They weren't going all over the country like they used to. Um, their product, in my opinion, is corny and subpar. And... I think they need to get a little, a little bit edgier. Now, I'm not saying go overboard. Don't go attitude era DX. You know, suck it with you know dick jokes and everything. You don't have to do all that, but get a little edgier. And I don't mean with the whole Bray Wyatt Randy Orton fire thing because people have seen that. We've we've done fire stuff forever. We had the whole burning down the uh, the the the, the, uh, the Wyatt compound a couple of years ago and. Okay, people have seen fire. People aren't intimidated or or, or impressed in fire anymore. Uh, what people want to see now is something a little bit edgy. Somebody who's willing to go there to to say the thing that maybe shouldn't be said, uh, as long as it's not too egregious, or to you know to, to to do an action that that maybe they shouldn't have done, as long as it's not you know too overboard. So I you know I just I feel like. WWE's got to do something because, you know, right now, watching that Rumble, I was like, wow, this is one of the big four pay-per-views, and it's it's really kind of boring, honestly. Granny, what did you think of the uh, Royal Rumble as a whole? Oh, I, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I don't blame you. You didn't miss much. Um, now, um, Bianca Belair won, as we all know now, and I, again, I don't know much about her. I really don't. Um, I know it was her and Rhea Ripley with the final two, um, but here's another thing. 
you have so many top tier talent on your women's roster, which, which honestly, I would say it's been the same way for maybe three or four, maybe five years now. You've had better talent, in my opinion, uh, and more compelling storylines and things on the women's side than you have on the men's side. But, you know, you've got Charlotte Flair, Carmella, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Sasha Banks, Bailey, you know, Natalia, uh, you know, to, to, to name a few. Um, and, and, you know, obviously there, there's got Mandy Rose, Liv Morgan, you know, Suicide Squad. You, you, you've got a Riot Squad, rather. You've got some, some, some names that can generate some buzz on the women's side. And you want to, you know, you, you want to push to NXT stars? Now, I get it. You want to move to the future. You want the young to surpass the old, and you're moving forward and looking to the future. But you really think that Aria Ripley is ready? Do you really think that uh, uh, somebody like a Dakota Kai or a Bianca Belair or somebody like that is really ready? Uh, or, or do you feel like perhaps the WrestleMania, which is supposed to be the biggest sporting event besides the Super Bowl in, in the entire country, do you really think that somebody like a Bianca Belair is ready for that WrestleMania main event? Or do you think that, yeah, give them a match, give them an entertaining storyline for two months building into WrestleMania, um, but, 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 but give the title match with the brightest lights on the main event stage to a Becky Lynch or a Charlotte Flair or an Alexa Bliss or a, a you know, a, a superstar that, that, has, that can handle that kind of a moment. I mean, we don't know anything about Bianca Belair. We don't know anything about Rhea Ripley in terms of, of, of their main event potential to have a good match. And, you know, the last thing WWE needs right now is, is another bad WrestleMania. They, they don't need another crappy WrestleMania with, with a bad main event where, where people are left kind of going, why? Well, why is this, you know, I, I mean, it, they're already losing money. They're already, they're already, it's only nine ninety nine. You could watch WrestleMania damn near for free. Okay, when it used to be almost $100 when we were a kid because it was a four-hour event. So, you know, it used to be like 80 bucks to buy it, you know, something like that. Now it's, you know, it's nine ninety nine to watch it for free. Um, so you're already losing money in that regard. Well, you know, you speaking know, of that, though, do you agree with the WWE, you know, they just uh, sold uh, the network to Peacock. Did you guys hear about that? I, I, well, I did, and you know what? It's funny because there's so many more commercials now. I'm trying to go on and watch all these Raws and SmackDown episodes, trying to get caught up to, to current day. Remember the whole thing I was telling you about, starting in 96 and going through. And um, and I've noticed there's, there's commercials now. And I'm well, like... Well, here's, the, here's why. If you pay the four ninety nine, you have commercials. You pay 99 no commercials. I pay nine ninety nine a month. So then you should have no commercials. Well, that I do. That's what they said. Well, well, that's bullshit. I don't have commercials about other things. They're they're all WWE wrestling related commercials, but they're all like you know seven seconds, eight seconds, fifteen seconds, whatever they may be. They're they're WWE themed, not commercials on the things. Uh, but I still have to hit the you know the arrow button to skip through them, which is a pain. But you know, I just I don't know WWE programming to me is just it's weak. It, it's weak. I don't care about any other superstars. I'm not captivated by any of them. I, I don't, you know, their storylines pull me in. 
Um, there, there's nobody that that I'm absolutely. Oh my God, I gotta turn this on and see what happens this week. Uh, you know, their writing is 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 a bad sitcom at this point. Um, but but they've they've cornered they've cornered the market. They've cornered the market that Vince has more money than anybody else. Uh, I mean, and and you've got AEW over here trying to be really try, trying to be another WCW. You're trying to get Dynamite to be kind of like another Nitro, which is a little bit more raw talent, uh, you know, younger superstars, and then you pull over some big names. You take some big names, you know, uh, older, bigger names out of WWE, and, you know, Jericho, for instance, Matt Hardy, you guys pull them out, put them in there to, to bring in some, some people. And uh, you just, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that... WWE might they they might they might be in some trouble. I, I hate to say it, but wrestling as a whole might might be in. So I mean, we'll, well see. You know, why, uh, you know, in the WWE, they are losing money. There's no question about that. That is why they spent. That's why they 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 sold the WWE network for all that money to Peacock. I mean, they're 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 not hurting with that deal now. You know. Well, no, but no. I mean, I, and again, them losing money really, you know, really doesn't matter um, because Vince McMahon has money. It's not like Vince McMahon is, is you know, uh, has his hat in hand and, and, you know, going to the poorhouse. He's, but, but the problem is Vince McMahon doesn't have any competition. And when... When Vince McMahon was at his absolute best was when was when he had Eric, Eric Bischoff nipping at his heels. When he had when he had WCW for 83 consecutive weeks pushing him to make better content. When he had ECW gaining a small like fan base uh, that was kind of driving him and pushing him to make better hardcore content. Now. You don't have anything else. You have AEW that's trying to outshine WWE, but but they're 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 not. They're they're the same thing. Yeah, they got some more intense matches and some things, but they're 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 a Diet Coke version of WWE right now. Um, just from their production standpoint, from their facilities, from from everything. Uh, you know, you've got obviously Impact Wrestling is is. You know, if 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 uh, AEW is Diet Coke, uh, you've got you know Impact Wrestling is RC Cola. Okay, I mean that's way down there. Ring of Honor is is underground. So Vince doesn't have anybody nipping at his heels. I was hoping that AEW would be that driving force that would push Vince McMahon into making better content and, and going over that hump again and, and you know becoming what made WWE what it was, but AEW honestly has failed to deliver in that regard too. They're, they're, they're a watered down version of, of, of WWE in its heyday. And I just, I don't feel like AEW is doing enough to really push, push Vince either. So, I mean, I could be off base with this, but that's just how I feel. Well, bad. you know, well, you're not off base, but you know, here's the interesting thing about it. I mean, we all know that uh, the reason, one reason why WWF is not doing any um, live events is obviously because of COVID. We understand that. Uh, 
but there'll be a time when you can't use that as a crutch. There is going to come a time when you're going to have to blame the source for who's running things. And right now it's not Vince. Right now it's Shane and Ste- or uh, Triple H and Stephanie. They're the ones that are running everything. It's, mm. it's been well documented. It's no secret. Yeah, but everything has to go through Vince. I mean, there's nothing that that Shane and Ste- or, excuse me, you got Shane in my head now. That nothing that Triple H and Stephanie do that Vince doesn't oversee. If Vince didn't want something, or if he was opposed to an idea, or if he didn't like it, you, you know damn well he would put the put the X on that. So, I mean, he knows everything that's going out before it goes out. Right, but uh, you know. Um... There, there. Uh, it, it goes through him, but they're still writing the shows, though. I mean, there, there's no, there's no denying that they're, they're still writing the shows. And I'm, I'm disappointed in Triple H because being a guy that you know is arguably, and, and this is definitely debatable. Um, Triple H, a guy who has been arguably the greatest heel of all time. And, and if he's not the greatest heel of all time, he's definitely in, in the top three. Uh, a guy that, you know, made his mark in this business using a damn sledgehammer. All right. Um, a guy that always would do whatever it took to win and was always part of a storyline. You would think Triple H wouldn't want a lot of this popcorn BS to go out. It's going out right now. Um, I, I mean, you look at Triple H, for example. Yeah, you hated him. Okay, you hated him, but you loved to hate him. And the storylines that he was in, you were like, man, I have to tune in this week to see what Triple H is going to do next or how Triple H is going to respond to this or, or, or who's going to challenge Triple H next or what, what is like, – like you, were, you, were, you were captivated by what a heel was doing. That, that doesn't always happen. And – in fact, it almost never happens. So the fact that he's allowing a lot of this, this corny, you know, popcorn nonsense to go out right now, it's disappointing. And when he goes, oh, we need, we need, uh, we, we need something different. Okay, well, I'm going to go out and provoke Randy Orton. Well, no, Triple H, no one cares about your 52-year-old ass either. Okay, it's almost like when, when Vince and Shane used to show their face in front of the camera all the time. People don't care about you anymore. And oh well, I'm gonna give the fans another edge. I'm going to, I'm going to come out and confront Randy Orton, dude. No one cares about you. Stay backstage and put out some good content for once in the last ten years. I, I don't know. I, I'm disappointed in Triple H right now. Well, I, I am too. And, um, uh, but you know, I, I, I hate to go back to the old adage. It's amazing what you can do when you sleep with the boss's daughter. But that's a story for another time. But. Uh, you know, uh, I know that we're uh, running a uh, short time. We got about three and a half minutes here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sign off, but uh, a little bit less than that. Yeah. Uh, you have to tune uh, for next week. You have to tune in uh, to uh, our page uh, off the ropes to find out who's going to be on and to see what the hell we're going to do next. Uh, we're going to be invaded by a wrestling federation next week. I'll drop that oh, boy. right now. Uh-oh. And uh, also in 2021, we're going to have, get this, we're going to have <clears> the <throat> children of wrestling legends on our show with us. I have got 10 of them booked. 
for this year. And it's going to awesome. be good. I'm with it. I so. am with it. So that's that. It was another great show, another great Monday. It's the first day of February. Uh, it's already getting into 2021 a little bit. First day of February, first day of Black History Month. Uh, and and first day of uh, yeah we we don't have a show on the first very often uh, so so it, it's nice to be able to uh, to be number one for once so <laughs> uh, anyways guys we will see you guys next week uh, thank you for tuning in as usual and same what was I was gonna say same uh, same wrestling time same, same wrestling time, time. Same yeah, whatever, whatever warriors to say, that that, that thing. I mean, you know, come on, guys, you 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 know, you you know the thing, right? You know the thing. Oh,